I V M. Welcome to another episode of IVM Likes. Uh, I'm Sharanya, and today I'm in the studio with Abbas and Naveen again. Yes. We never leave, guys. I'm fatigued. <laughs> fatigued from the, when you're from the show recording. Yes. And generally, fatigue is when you're fat and tired. Very nice. Right. So today we're going to change it up a little bit. At least our recommendation round, um, and instead of our usual TV and movies and books, we're giving those up this week, which is really difficult, guys. I have so many TV shows to recommend. Uh, we're going web series. Podcast and YouTube channel. Yes. Who new media guys? Yes. <laughs> Millennials. Then, yeah, catering to an entire wide generation. Lovely. Yes. And then in our second section, we're going to talk about um, you know revivals, television mm. and movie revivals, and what we feel about them. So let's start the episode with Abbas today. All right. Let's give us that. Give us that YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. So the YouTube channel I'm recommending is called Every Frame a Painting. Hmm. It's run by this uh, guy called Tony Zhu. I guess his last name is produced Z H O U. He's Asian. I guess yes. I haven't seen him. I've only heard his voice and follow him on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, so I love uh, film appreciation. Hmm. Uh, film essays are something that were my favorite things to read about, even uh, when I was in college and all of that. Hmm. And I think what YouTube has done is it's kind of revamped the video, the yeah. film essay, because uh, unlike. Uh, books and uh, articles where you read something mm. and read the description of a scene and so on and so forth in a youtube video you can actually see the video playing with the voiceover playing in the background yeah, you get visual aid which exactly. really helps yes. that also helps yeah because they yeah. show like how color grading works yeah. how exactly. certain yeah. scenes are like yes. from even the uh, you know orientation in terms of left and right and how right yeah, and left yeah, makes yeah, a difference yeah. Yeah. it's very intense i remember intense. when uh, breaking bad got over somebody had done like a color coding of every season yeah. and how the feelings are projected yeah, by colors yeah, and yeah. costumes yeah. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, so uh, uh, every frame of painting is a YouTube channel that basically does a series of videos about uh, film appreciation. What I like about the channel is that it picks on the most little, yeah, the no, most just, minute details mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. of things. Like he's done a video on chairs, how mm. chairs are incorporated exactly. yeah. in uh, in various films. Mm. So it's only when he's, I mean, those are the kind of things I remember an art director saying once that my job. If I don't do my job well, they will notice it. If yeah. I do, they won't. They won't. So he mm. talks about the chairs used in science fiction movies, in how rich people sit on chairs, how poor people sit on chairs, how sofas are incorporated That's in amazing. some movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only when he uh, he's talking about those things and you see those things being played out, you see uh, hmm. just how much of a difference it actually makes. And then he actually jumps to how chairs have been used in animation. Hmm. And there's that wonderful couple from Up, the yeah, Pixar movie, where it only when he speaks about it you notice that uh, chair Carl's yeah. chair is actually square and compact like he Him. is and yeah. his wife's oh, chair is very so uh, round and curvy so like his yeah, wife is curvy, yeah. yeah so it's oh, the minute details and like the chair that. goes away after she goes the chair also yeah. Yeah, becomes yeah, dusty yeah. and old and yeah and then he keeps the chair with him to remind her of yeah. that and how that's a visual recall yeah. Yeah. In, in that whole movie so that's one example the other uh, he's done a video about the movie Drive hmm. how throughout the movie like you were, I mean, you were mentioning the film is actually visually on screen split in quadrants hmm. so at any given time each character is actually covering one half of the screen oh, wow. and the other is and he actually kind of breaks it down, down geographically yeah, 
and shows us uh, what drivers is which driver we talk about the the rangosling oh of course yeah i yeah. love it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you spoke about it yeah, 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 yeah. i don't want to verify it was the yeah. same one and yes. that kind of like that uh, art design was also implemented in mr robot if you notice like you know oh, okay. how the characters isolated in one corner right. and you see the surroundings in much bigger frames right. so yeah. you know how lonely and sad yeah. they are oh yeah so that's yeah yeah just so, a visual aid to exactly. prove that like the world is big and here they are tiny and, people yeah, in the like. same vein there's nerd writer as well who does yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. film appreciation and like that yeah but to round it off my favorite video on his channel please check it out it's called buster keaton the art of gag Yeah. Oh, I've seen this one. Yes. Actually, I don't watch this channel as much. Okay. Till somebody pushes it on my Facebook, <laughs> I feel really overwhelmed by how like amazing things are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I get notifications when there's guy yeah. posts. So, oh, really? Yeah. So uh, that particular video is really dear to me because uh, I mean there have been so much so much written about Chaplin and uh, a lot of black and white movies, but Buster Keaton somehow I think doesn't get the kind of uh, credit that he deserves. And Buster Keaton, I mean, in that particular video, mm. he kind of breaks down how Buster Keaton sort of laid down the rules of comedy, which are still followed by most filmmakers and most. Yeah. And uh, how humorists. he was a one-take man in general. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because amazing. he couldn't. Back then, movie making was really yeah, expensive. Yeah. So the guy doesn't put out many videos mm. and very frequently. Like his last video was, I think, some six seven months ago. But they are really worked on. But they on are videos. really worked yeah. on. Yeah. 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 One night he's sitting in the couch and watching movies, and they're like, yeah. man, yeah. this is something to talk about. And it takes six moments for that. And yeah. it's good. I'm glad for the fact that there's someone yeah, out there. Yeah, that's doing lovely. Uh, so check out lovely every frame of painting. It'll help you appreciate cinema much more after mm. seeing mm. the guy's videos. All right. Thanks, Abbas. Now let's go from uh, visual to audio. Audio. Yes. Podcast uh, recommendation. All right, so uh, I'm recommending the Joe Rogan Experience. It's a very known podcast, but still I'm talking about it because uh, this guy has been doing it for so long, and he's yeah. still nailing it in terms yeah. of like, you know being consistently funny, having so many experiences. He's been a comic. He's been a he's been a Fear Factor host. He's been a UFC fighter, and uh, and the fact that he talks to so many people, some some of them you never know mm. that, that because you know he was the first one to do a low budget Skype kind of thing, mm. huh. and in his living room, and then became a proper thing. Now like you can get video cast. Uh, 2012 best audio podcast show on right. on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, the fact of the matter is, like, I got introduced to Joe Rogan when I first was researching Bill Hicks okay. because mm. I was like really into Bill Hicks mm. at one point. And uh, there are not many people who spoke about him in lore, you know, because right. like not many people were there yeah, when he was there. Not, yeah. Mm. yeah, he was like mystical figure, mm. and all the comics now just know that there was a guy called Bill Hicks. But Joe Rogan spoke about his one experience when he was very young and he went to watch a comedy show, and he saw Bill Hicks first, then he saw Dennis Leary who was ripping his jokes off word for word. And so him and uh, I think Ralphie may be talking mm. about this how how they basically called out Dennis Leary for mm. stealing jokes and you know that is a different aspect remember, of yeah. comedy altogether and in there like you know, they give a small uh, homage to uh, Bill Hicks mm. and his comedy and that was really endearing for me over time then he spoken over how he was stoned on fear factor a bunch of times and he never mm. knew <laughs> and and he really hilarious experiences in general like you know he brings out really controversial topics also mm. like he channels his comedy about pedophilia about uh, christianity about marijuana abuse mm. and everything like very openly and uh, the fact that he knows so many things and so many people who want to come on the show i want to achieve that kind of coolness you know that mm. one day i'll be putting out podcasts where people will come and watch i have an entire website where there's a plug in player for every mm. every mm. episode mm-hmm. so it's very it's very uh, cool in these times to have a podcast yeah. out there that is 963 episodes old yeah. that is is that more less or more than mark maron that's I more think than mark more than, more than more, yeah, sure. yeah. Marin recently completed 700 so uh, it's yeah. more Marin also obviously I think my my introduction to Jorgen was really late so I was listening to an episode of uh, Pete Holmes host this podcast called yeah. you made it weird yeah, and yeah. he had TJ Miller on it and t- there was this incident apparently many years ago where Dane Cook went up on stage 
um basically he bumped comedians and took hmm. a spot early spot and then was really abusive to the audience like the douchebag that he is yeah and yeah. tj mela kept tweeting about it and then <laughs> dinko go and on joe rogan and they both kind of bashed tj mela like oh, what kind of comedian does this so tj mela went on you made it weird to defend yeah. it so i was like i don't understand the story now i have to go listen to this old podcast first yeah. which i did and it's like I, how howard and <laughs> howard and obi and anthony would have two recurring clashes yeah. happening at the same time <laughs> Okay. Wonderful. What I take away yeah. from that is it's nice to know that not just the viewers of Fear Factor were stoned, so was the host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you're listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. do you listen to episodes where the guest is unknown to you? Like I usually tend to skip them. No, what happened was I would start with the known names. Right? I would pick Correct. out those and I put them on a playlist. Of course. But then after a while, if you're just like kind of passing out, you. just have the whole playlist oh, okay. playing so then a lot of these unknowns also hmm. like him start playing and it was a lot of fun like yeah. never never really matter because this guy drives the podcast in such a way like, yeah. he's a smart guy hmm. i just i think that he's so so that's what you know like you my first introduction with joe rogan was fear factor like Correct. all of us axn used to play yeah, yeah. and then like you understand so many personalities of this person like you know huh. like you look at cyrus also like hmm. working with cyrus bocha also like that because you know him as the bakra guy Correct. but cyrus knows so much that's why yeah. it makes him a great podcast host hmm. fair i, I get yeah, that yeah. because he doesn't just talk about what One, he knows comedy yeah, he knows yeah. many things and he can talk have conversations yeah. about everything and comedy is a very small part of it yeah. like, that's like when he when he has comic friends he banters about that Correct. but he talks about pharma industry talks about infrastructure about capitalism hmm. He generally reads up a lot. That shows. Wow, lovely guys! Yeah. Great, great recommendations so far. <laughs> All right, I'm going to recommend an Indian web series. Um, it's apparently India's first mockumentary, which I did not know. Uh, it's called Not Fit, and um, so it. I think it was 2015. I saw it accidentally on YouTube. One of those things where you just find something and you're like, okay, I guess mm. I'm, you know, inebriated enough to watch whatever <laughs> the hell this is. I don't need my entertainment curated right now. Uh so it was on I think it was produced by Dice Media for a, for some time and then uh a little later it completely disappeared from YouTube and now TVF's channel hosted it okay which I'm assuming they took it over or yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm. Uh it's 10 episodes it's a show called Not Fit which is basically um advanced acting lessons for beginners. Okay. It's based around you know your Aram Nagar uh, <laughs> and Varsova you know Lokhanwala kind of um culture where these people go up for open auditions and then a casting director comes out and he knows what he wants and he looks at people and says fit not fit fit mm. not fit mm. um and if you are not fit you just don't get to audition mm. it's a mockumentary that follows this guy called uh, called nero mm. or nirav kapoor it's uh, he assumes that he knows a lot he feels like he's not a struggler he's already been there he knows what it is and he's trying to tell the camera that like i'm an expert at this i'm going to give you lessons yeah. um and it's very like um you know the camera is so weirdly following this guy there's no sense of like he doesn't talk directly to the camera sometimes sometimes there's random people blocking the camera it's just so <laughs> half-assedly done but it feels super real because of mm. it Uh, and so far, so far, this sounds like a very genuine documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like a mockumentary. It's written and directed and stars the same guy, Sudev okay. Nair, okay. who was a Malayalam film actor. Okay. Uh, who was a struggling actor for a long time. He won an award in Kerala and okay. things like that. Uh, but I think this is mostly perfectly Aramnagar culture based. Hmm. Um, so he, you know, he's giving you advice on how to be an actor and you know how to take like casting stuff. Uh, he is an utterly ridiculous character who's really self confident but also knows that he's not very good and he has the weirdest like um you know obviously he picks up language in mm. a very different way so he'll use a phrase like freudian slip all the time <laughs> like you know you have to try hard it's a freudian slip mm. and he just says it very consistently and then he gives advice to other like his cousin who's trying to be an actor as well mm. which is throughout the first like i think 
first half of the show he keeps saying uh, don't take in a frisk don't take in a frisk and i'm like what does that mean don't take in a frisk <laughs> and he's then in the end he explains once that he was at a multi marketing uh, you know one of those seminars and a guy says if your life is free of failures you aren't taking in a frisk <laughs> the explanation being you know when you go to an airport or a mall and a stupid security guard frisks you when you feel humiliated <laughs> you can take in the frisk or you can not take in the frisk <laughs> and there's oh, there's a random words used like uh, there's this guy who gets selected uh, who's like fit for an audition and he gets so excited he starts jumping and the other guy says are sirf audition ke liye select hua hai that jubilant ki ho raha hai jubilant karamnagar crowd this an audition where they have to go in and um, you know just point you're on a safari and you have to point out things like oh lion look giraffe hmm. so the casino tells the guys like oh you got to say like look lion look giraffe <laughs> So the guy says, "Sir, brother, this giraffe is what? He says, 'Are you a photocopier, brother? So he goes up and says, 'Oh look, Xerox. <laughs> so stupid. That's Just so tell me funny okay. jokes. <laughs> I know it is really, really silly. I don't silly. know how much of the pimping of the show has happened, but it's not working. It doesn't count as a recommendation. <laughs> I really love it. It is genuinely silly okay, and funny, yeah, and it feels yeah, very yeah. authentic because it's like these people are they're trying really hard, okay, mm-hmm. to be actors." But it's they really don't know that much, and they think they do because they have to project self-confidence. <laughs> it is so funny. But it's true. Like I have a bunch of friends like that. Yeah, yeah. they just they say just, these English all words. Muscle, you know, they know they don't get it. Uh, yeah, really Ramnagar strugglers like made for TV. <laughs> it doesn't. Because TV. What, I, what I do think is like, is that if you're not in Bombay, do you understand this culture? But mm. I'm sure a Bollywood struggler culture is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it doesn't try to explain too much of it, which I'm happy with. Um, it's like starts with like this guy who you know gets his cousin who wants to be an actor and he's trying to explain things to him you know how this works and then the guy his cousin ends yeah. up getting a lot of acting roles right. ends of up course. getting cast in a movie <laughs> it is so funny you guys okay. please watch it it's called not, not fit. fit okay so it's on TVF play now yeah it's on YouTube you can find it on YouTube oh, it's ten okay, episodes cool. like fifteen minutes each no. really silly yeah. and just completely random just I didn't understand so many of the jokes sometimes <laughs> so it's really good nice. All right, that was a good recommendation, guys. Yeah. Abbas had recommended uh, a YouTube every frame, channel. Every frame a painting. And Navina has recommended a podcast. A podcast called Joe Rogan Experience. And I'm recommending a web series called Not Fit. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll discuss survival season. And we're back. So um, I wanted to bring up uh, revival specifically because I have such mixed feelings about mm. television shows and movies being revived. Firstly, what counts as a revival is a big deal according to me. Like, how many years should there be between revivals? Like, American Idol is being revived. Yeah. Uh, but barely Le- went off yeah, air for like yeah. two, three years, yeah. I think, right? I didn't even miss it. Totally. Yeah. Why is it going back? But like Full House, when that came back yeah. as Fuller House, Gilmore Girls came back after what eight mm. seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Twin Peaks is back. Coming back, yeah. And the X Files came back this year. What do you guys feel in general about? I think as long as uh, nostalgia is washed out, I think you can always bring something back, right? Hmm. Like X Files, lot of people from the nineties will be like, "Oh, we loved it." Hmm. Will it have the same emotional effect now? <clears throat> Because now the times have changed. As we were talking yeah. about this earlier, that we have all the media that we want. At a click of a button, hmm. and earlier it was waiting for it, you know. So Correct. like, how does it make a difference? Even from the earlier times of like Game of Thrones, for example, hmm. every episode would come out per week. Hmm. So that is now like still very inaccessible to us. That weekly waiting. Yeah. So in the real world term, as long as we don't have to uh, expend ourselves, hmm. a revival doesn't matter. Like it's hmm. it's there. We can watch it. Will we have the same feelings? I don't know. 
Hmm. For me, that's the whole thing. Okay, I think there are two factors at hmm. play here. One is technology. The other is nostalgia. Hmm. I think today's generation, as a generation, I mean, kids from 12 till people who are around 49, 50 years old, yeah. hmm. have everything like Navin said at the click of a button. Yeah. So if today I get a 12 year old interested in Lost, let's yeah. say. The kid can watch the entire six seasons in a month because he has everything. Fair enough. So they feel now I've seen all of it. I want more, hmm. and that's what the studio bosses crave for. That this is something that has already been proved to hmm. get a generation hmm. for. Till eternity, they can keep feeding the original episodes and original movies to hmm. the generations. Hmm. So they can keep pumping and bringing back those things because there's an already inbuilt yeah, audience for that. But that's what reeks of it reeks of insecurity in terms of production houses. Where but basically, yeah. that's one. Well, that's another thing I find weird though hmm. because we are in peak television time. Yeah. There is so much good TV, right. original good TV. There's so there, many good writers out there. Yeah, who are not getting. It stuff. feels like I feel like every every other month we are like really good recommendations. You have to watch this. I have yes. unlimited new recommendations. Hmm. But I don't know why we need these old shows. Yeah. Sometimes see, it's see, good to keep things. At the time they belong, but that's the thing. Uh, Breaking Bad became really famous, and uh, because hmm. it was a very good show on its own. Hmm. But now that it's become the big juggernaut, it is yeah. they have to make a spin-off in Better Call Saul. Now I agree, Better Call Saul is a great show. Yeah, similar. Hmm. But but then there's that that the the studio bosses feel that need to squeeze out as much as I they get that. can. A spin-off immediately after I still understand. But I'm saying um, like Will and Grace coming back after what like nine, ten, eleven yeah, years. Almost. That was a different audience. Right. They are now going back to the. They are trying to get the same audience. They are mm. not looking for a new younger audience. Yeah. So when right? it came out first, it was path breaking in the sense of the yeah. there was this gay character out yeah. there. Was, was I was about, in yeah. school. Yeah. And that humor was like a new height of humor for me because I didn't understand so much of that stuff and it was funny. Hmm. Are they targeting me again? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I want to watch. Like, it. like for example, let's take the Wonder Years. Okay, hmm. right. classic show hmm. done in the late nineties. Like early nineties, sorry, yeah. and done perfect. Like because there'll never be a show like that. Right. Now if they they recreated now mm. in current times, yeah. uh, they'll have to inculcate the modernness of it. Yeah, and like you know, even if you go back to saying okay, now in two thousand thirteen or sixteen, we'll do a show based on nineteen seventies. Yeah. Uh, It's not going to be the same thing. Actually, ever. I wouldn't so, say that it's impossible though. Like there was a show called One Day at a Time, eighties. Hmm. I've never watched the original, hmm. but I saw the reboot on Netflix, and it is very good. Because originally it was a three-generation Cuban-American immigrant story. It continues to be that, but the kids are now obviously in two thousand seventeen. Hmm. Um, the story is still good because it's adapted properly. It also depends on who's bringing it back. I think to a large extent. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I agree. Because I have, I've not watched the new Twin Peaks, but I hear it's really good. Yeah, if Lynch is doing it again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so correct. I think it also depends on. <clears throat> sometimes it depends on if it reeks of studio ness or if it reeks of original creators bringing yeah, it back. Yeah. For example, but, but, now uh, the I, the It movie is hmm. coming out soon, yeah. right? And the original miniseries, two part of miniseries, hmm. I didn't find it like horrifying at all. Like okay. Tim Curry is great uh. in the movie, but uh, Stephen King didn't like it so much. He's like, okay. you know, it could have done better because hmm. whatever. Uh, now when they're making a revival, Stephen King has backed this one up. Okay. And I want to see now what they've done with this because hmm. I think it's genre specific then, right? Yeah. Because if certain genre you can add more to it, if you can make it more horrifying yeah. for an entire new generation, then I understand. But if you want that same cutesy feeling to be again recreated, hmm. will it be because? Gilmore yeah. Girls got a lot of flack again. Yeah, it was not a good revival. I waited eight years yeah. for that revival. Yeah. I mean, I didn't wait for it. I got right. it. So that's that's the question like I was I coming it. to. That they have to then it can't sail on nostalgia's sake alone because yeah. Fuller House came back and we all saw the first episode because I like, hey, Danny is back, yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny Tanner is yeah. back, yeah. Uncle Jesse is back. Yeah. But by the third episode, I was drowned out. I, was I like, got to point is... out though, Fuller House is Netflix's biggest hit. 
they are they renewed it for two seasons and it's renewed for another two they get money out of it that's one thing I yeah think. but people are watching it mm-hmm. is the is the thing mm-hmm. that is nostalgia propelled completely right. it's it's terrible it's absolutely yeah, horrible exactly. but i have watched both seasons <laughs> it's like a fever dream yeah you know uh, but people still watch it so the mm. numbers are there i like for like villain grace to come back mm. i am completely mostly against revivals because i feel like what is the point but that trailer when i saw it i was like ah oh. <laughs> you know there was a little bit of me like yeah oh I, that's a familiarity feeling and i might go watch it again mm-hmm. of course it has to be good yeah uh, also i think some shows and movies are like a product of their time like mm. blade runner 2049 is coming yeah out. yeah, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. So on the one hand you have those franchises like Star Wars and a Star Trek mm. which keep rebooting themselves after every decade or mm. so. But that's because the world is so expansive that you can do stuff like mm. that. With Blade mm. Runner it was very much a futuristic look from mm. the from the point of view of the 80s, mm. right? Now th- that's what I keep thinking now that we live in what was presented as more or less the future of the 80s oh, okay. we have yeah. Yeah. we have technology yeah. we have everything we have we can see people when they call us all yeah. of those things how bizarre can you make the future seem in what is already the future of the 80s mm. right no, but see here's the thing ryan gosling doesn't take movies just like that that's one thing i've, mm-hmm. I've learned to trust him as an actor <laughs> okay. now i'm not watch this movie called only god forgives same director as yeah, drive yeah, 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 yeah. what a brilliant movie but doesn't get as much recognition as drive right but yeah, yeah so I'm, what i'm saying is i trust ryan gosling for that matter i get the point because what they've done for sci-fi city building and like, you know in yeah, terms yeah, of visual yeah, yeah, yeah. we've seen that now since since the first blade runner it's been so yeah, much time exactly, yeah. we've exactly. seen so much futuristic technology and tv shows uh, I, do we want to see that same thing or is it a story driven character exactly, again yeah. so i trust ryan gosling too so, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i trust uh, denny villeneuve mm. so so speaking mm. of construct of time yeah. uh, we were talking about sarabhai versus sarabhai yeah. um, which is now back on hotstar, hotstar. Mm. i feel like at that time when it came out we had to go to star one a channel that no longer even exists yeah. to go watch it weekly <laughs> and that then and remix yeah, <laughs> i loved remix yeah. i was obsessed with the remix guys i would i learned what pathetic from <laughs> from remix <laughs> Remember what? Pathetic. pathetic. Oh, pathetic. I can't say it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I learned it, but I could not say it. I still can't. Like I. So now that we were discussing, like the current, just what one episode out yeah, of new, yeah. of the new season of Sarah Pai. I thought it was okay, mm. but it is a very different time to watch it in because I have to watch it on my laptop. I have mm. to choose to go watch it. Mm. I'm not watching it with my family like we would yeah, on TV, yeah, and yeah, everything yeah, is yeah, funny yeah. because you know. I think that loses a little bit of a charm of construct of time because at that time it made sense to watch a family sitcom with your family on TV. But then mm-hmm. the, the same thing applies to Fuller House as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Although I got to say if there's one revival I think I'm excited about like I will watch most of the awful revivals that come because yeah. that's the kind of person mm-hmm. I am. But if there's one I, I'm excited about I think it's Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. because I have some faith in HBO backed uh Larry yeah, David coming Larry back. Coming back yeah. I think that could be good. Arrested Development I want to put hopes on it but the last season was not good. Uh but I feel like maybe I just I can I can't leave it. And the cast moved on so much you know. Yeah but all of the cast is coming back I don't want to leave it. <laughs> yeah. So but then are we living at a time where there will never be a last season of anything because at some point there will be a revival. Yeah. But some shows lend themselves to a revival. Some like? shows just don't. Like it's a sitcom is an easy revival. Hmm. You can always do jumps. I don't want to no nope, I I'm assuming nobody's doing Mad Men in the future. It is a time based historical right? they thing. They can bring back those characters in the 70s. That's what I'm saying. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it prison break also coming back? Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, 
I was I just did not like one it season, when it was on only. One season was good. That's it. <laughs> then it broke they, out. They, of they the broke. Prison. Then they're running around on the streets and third season they're another jail man. What happened? I don't know. That was good when you're like 19. Yeah. I think that's that's one kind of show you can just watch it. So basically, I guess it just depends on who's making it. I just have yeah. to find trust in the people who are making yeah. it. And like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Have to trust in Ryan yeah. Gosling. Yeah. I trust Larry David. So I'm on for this curb your enthusiasm stuff. Yeah. I'm curbing my enthusiasm about it actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be a Friends revival. No. Are <laughs> are every taste sitcom a Friends revival in that? That is true, though. Mm. That is true with a different cast. Yeah. You did you see the trailer for Young Sheldon? The big I band did. Theater. I see, did. See, that's the kind of live world we live in. That is studio bullshit. That's that a spin-off, though. That's not a revival because the show is still currently on. Yeah. The mm. show has like two more seasons at least for now. They're just like now. shoving Sheldon down our throats now without yeah. even us wanting it. Yeah, that's true. The kid But, is cute though. He was in Big Little Lies, but I'm not sure about the show. I might watch what, it guys. What what current shows do you think will come back like 10 years from now? Master of None. 10 no, years. Yeah. No, Aziz is going to be tired of it. He's going to move on, yeah. But he'll have real experiences later on in life as well. No, nah, I don't think so. I think it's a millennials in New York trying to find love and live experiences. Yeah, but then we don't know 10 years down the line what will be the lingo, right? We want to see him mm, doing that. No, man. I don't feel it. Let's see. What are current shows, guys? We're talking ten years. Yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. Also, like Sex and the City came back as a movie, so I'm sure there'll be stuff that'll come back as like a one-off movie and shit mm. like that. The Matrix is being rebooted. God, let's yeah, just let's so just many. we should just do original stuff. God, yeah. there should be a ban on like rebooting stuff. I don't like it. Like they should burn the IP afterwards. <laughs> like this. Yeah, it should be locked. It yeah. should be locked in a box. You cannot use I'm it frozen, for like twenty-five yeah. years. More than yeah, that. that's a okay. good idea. Yeah, Hello? like it. there has to be a certain limit of years th- if you can access like it. Much again. later, when the aliens discover the DVD, they'll then be like, they oh, can make then it. they can remake it for themselves. <laughs> We don't want to watch that shit anymore. All right, that was a wonderful discussion, you guys. Um, so. Let's meet you guys next time at the yes, same table, the same I guess. Table. We should revive IVM like <laughs> ten years from now. <laughs> Where are the they now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was our show. If you uh, have recommendations or want to give us your opinion about revivals, find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are IVM Podcasts. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.